0: This is podcast number 517, and I'm Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Tom. I'm Interim Chair of Communication at Palm Beach Atlantic University in
1: Florida.
2: Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis.
3: Hey, this is Peter. I write for uh, WhySoBlue.com, and I live in Hollywood.
0: All right, and first up, we're going to have Tom, who has the news for us this week.
1: I have all the news. Uh, the Boys spinoff has been ordered to series with Michelle Fizekas and Tara Butters, as the showrunners. They were also showrunners on Agent Carter. Apple TV Plus has announced that Mr. Corman is not returning for season two. And they, Apple TV Plus also landed, or won a bidding war for, the, for a new George Clooney Brad Pitt film, which will be directed by John Watts. Uh, Rashida Jones and David Yellowell have joined the series adaptation of Wool. Uh, there is much rejoicing for Whovians. Russell T. Davies, who successfully rebooted Doctor Who for the current incarnations, is returning to Doctor Who next season.
2: Woo-hoo!
1: Um, speaking of reboots, CW is developing a Babylon Five reboot from uh, J. Michael Straczynski. Woo-hoo! So, and evidently, he, he <laughs> released a he released a statement saying it will honor the legacy of what's come before. Disney Plus has picked up Mysterious Benedict Society for Season 2 and announced The Book of Boba Fett will drop on December 29th. At FX, FX, Shaka King, who co-wrote and directed Judas and the Black Messiah, has landed a first-look deal. FXX has uh, picked up Archer for Season 13. Freeform has ordered the Phoebe Robinson comedy Everything's Trash. HBO, HBO has announced that House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel, has added seven to the cast, including Graham McTavish from Outlander and The Hobbit Trilogy. HBO Max picked up the other two for Season 3, and they announced that Flight Attendant Season 2 will add Cheryl Hines, Margaret Cho, Santiago Cabrera, and Shere Adashlu in recurring roles. At Hulu, the Iron Mike Limited series has cast Russell Hornsby from Grimm as Don King and Chinasa Ogbulagu, Kelly O'Coyne, are among nine cast in the Girl from Plainville limited series. The crazy news of the week, NBC is reviving Law & Order original recipe for season 21 after yeah. nearly a decade off the air. So it'll uh. be interesting to see who's left to star in that. Um, the Night Court sequel series with Michelle Rauch from Big Bang Theory and John Law Raquette from the original series has also been ordered to series. And they've also ordered The Endgame with Marina Baccarin and Ryan Michelle Bathay to series. Noah Hawley will write, direct, and produce a heist thriller starring Regé-Jean Page at Netflix because they know what viewers want to see. Joseph Fine, Gail Garcia Bernal, and Omari Hardwick join J-Lo in the assassin thriller The Mother. My Unorthodox Life has been p- picked up for Season 2. Sex Life has been picked up for Season 2. The Witcher for Season 3. And, of course, they're whole, they've got a whole host of Witcher spinoffs coming, too. Sex Education picked up for Season 4. Virgin River picked up for Seasons 4 and 5. And Mara Brock Kills production company has an overall deal with Netflix. Oprah Winfrey Network has rescued All Rise for Season 2 with a 20-episode order. Paramount Plus has announced a Teen Wolf revival movie and they've inked Jeff Davis to an overall MTV Entertainment Studios deal. Peacock has ordered a Pitch Perfect series with Adam Devine starring and Elizabeth Banks producing. At Showtime, Katherine Hahn will play Joan Rivers on a limited series. Patricia Arquette will star and direct and executive produce a limited series called Love Canal. Damian Bashir will star in the series adaptation of Let the Right One In. And Betty Gilpin, formerly of GLOW, will join the drama Three Women. And finally, STARS has renewed... BMF for Season 2. Which is
0: Black Mafia Family, right?
1: Yeah, set in, I think, uh, either 80s or 90s, I forget which one.
0: Alrighty then, thank you for the news. I'm excited about the Babylon 5 news, even though at first I thought it was to series, but it's just a script, uh, the pilot. he uh, JMS has to write the pilot, the pilot has to get picked up, and then you go to series. So yeah. there's still a process, there's still some time. CW's never met a reboot they didn't like. Uh, they they keep passing on all the Supernatural spinoffs. Well, I, I said reboot, not spinoff. Okay. All right. <laughs> all righty then. Let's get started with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Foundations, episode one through three. And this, uh, unsurprisingly, well, I don't know if it's unsurprising, but we have a very sp- deep split between our opinions on the show And I will have to say the one difference is that me and Peter both got to sit and watch the first four episodes as one big thing versus two episodes and then wait a week, one episode, and you haven't seen the fourth. So that – I just want to point out that difference before we start our discussion because I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Well, they
2: dropped the first three together. No they, no, they didn't. just dropped no they first they first, the first two, two
0: and then this month this Friday they dropped episode three
2: okay because i I saw three on my thing I only got as far as two before I said no I'm done
0: no um, well, the three the third one was it was like coming next week because oh, right now okay. they have the fourth episode is coming next week okay. so anyway uh so I will preface this by saying if you were expecting that Foundation, the TV show, was going to be just like Foundation, the books. That is not what happened. Exactly. They basically took the, the found the, I like to say, the foundation of the books. They took the overall theme, which is a huge civilization that is ruled, that has an empire and is ruled by an emperor, and this uh, scientist, Harry Seldon, comes up with the idea of, that using psycho what is the math called history history. psychohistory yeah it's to to do some math calculations and he figures out that the empire will fall in i believe he says three to five hundred years and that there will be a dark age and they need to build a foundation so that society could be rebuilt and not be in the dark ages for i believe he said thirty thousand years without a foundation there and so that's the premise of the empire considers him a traitor He's like, No, this is math. I'm not trying to be a dissident. And then you have all these other characters, you have these things. Some some I guess some pieces of it work better for others than, than not. But I'll I'll let you, uh who wants to go first?
3: I'll go. Okay, go ahead, Peter. So I um so uh yeah, so I watched foundation and um, I started reading the book, the the first book that would, that the first as a, Asimov's books in the 50s were really basically short stories for like essentially like amazing tales. I don't know if it's literally amazing tales, but basically it was in like a serialized magazine. And when you read the book, yeah, I mean, it's very pulpy. The characters are pretty one-dimensional. They're not they're, – They're I can understand why you would take the concepts, the big ideas of the book. But, of course, for 2021, the characters have to have like – you know, inner lives and everything, but I mean, but it's not a bad starting off point. Um, as far as the show, yes. Uh, I, I feel like it's one of those shows where if you like the ideas that they're talking about. And what I mean by that is sort of what Libya was saying. There is a lot of characters discussing those things, discussing psychohistory, and the empire is actually clones. And so like, that's, that's also a conversation. I found those conversations super interesting. Um, and the clo- the, one, of the, the ma- one of the main clones is played by Lee Pace, and The Scientist is played by... Um, Jared, Jared Harris. Harris.
0: Yeah, Jared Harris.
3: And, I mean, they were both veteran actors, and so, like, I really like them. What the show is... You know, like a lot of television shows, you have veteran actors, and then you have, like, fresh faces. The fresh faces of this show is, are two women, one who plays Gail Dornick who is a person who comes from like basically a non-science world, a, a very religious world that doesn't believe in science and stuff. I, I like her as an actress, but I get that she doesn't have the, the, the range as someone like uh, Lee Pace or... Um, Jared Harris. Or, or Jared Harris. And then there's another character um, that is set in what we, what we would consider the normal timeline, which is what they get to in episode three. Like It's like the now. Um, and she is Salvor Hardin, and I like both of these young women, but I do think that as a show, acting-wise, sure, like, they're a little more limited than the veteran actors are. That's true. I mean, I guess. But but that's something that I feel like I'm pretty used to as a person who watches a lot of TV, so that doesn't bother me that much. Um, I don't know. I The first three episodes I think are pretty good. I don't really have any major, like... Well, the thing, I think if
0: you try to compare it to the books, they're going to be different. So you just kind of have to, like, throw that out. It's not going to, you know. But I will say, because the clone thing is not in the books, but I actually think it works. I think it's interesting.
3: True, I I love the clone thing, which is, yeah, I guess that's completely new. And I, yeah, I think the, right, because in the book, when I'm reading the book, Empire is Empire Chen. um, And it's just a person. And this is Cleon, which, of course, is a... Was it an, a anagram for clone? Is that what? Is that what an, no. Cleon no.
2: I is actually a character in Prelude to, to Foundation. He's, he's no, the one who's emperor when Harry Seldon is working out his psychohistory.
3: But the word Cleon is an, an anagram for clone also. That just so happens, in what I think is... Hilarious. Well,
2: but that's not how it's used at all in the book. Yeah, but like uh, we said, it's not the book. So, you know... But, you but what, I mean, the, the character existed is the point. Yes. And these these characters are supposed to be the clones of... The, Cleon the, of first. the first. The first guy, right.
3: Yeah. Right. Um, I think, I don't know. I think also, uh, um, if anybody has seen... um. These aren't actually great movies or whatever, but if anybody saw Snow White and the Huntsman and Ghost in the Shell, it's the same like art director and um, art director director and a um, uh, costumes. And I like I love the verticality of the show. I think Allison, I'll let you talk in a second because I know you weren't as big of a fan, but I think you also did like the production value and it's a really good looking show. And I, and I don't just mean good looking like it's pretty. I mean like. The design of the show informs the themes that they're exploring, which I think is pretty cool. Like, um, anyways, I really love seeing – so the clones, there's three versions. There's a – what is it?
0: No, it's Dawn, Day, and Dusk. Dawn,
3: dawn, Day, Dusk. So it's like a kid, adults – I mean, I guess like a normal guy in his 40s, and then there's like senior citizen. And I love seeing the back and forth of the clones, especially how – as you move forward in time, the character that Lee Pace is playing later in time will be older. So Lee Pace is now playing the younger version that we the saw in the boy. Yeah. In the little boy, yeah. Third, that's,
0: that's, in the third episode, I I just, the little the boy, boy is just, now just, Lee Pace. It's kind of
3: fascinating yeah. to see these actors sort of like they have to study each other because there are certain mannerisms that they have that like – they now have to copy. I don't I think that was really cool. I do think that Jared Harris's role is somewhat limited in the sense that it's like he's like basically the, the you know, he's the science genius and he's very charismatic. But he's actually not in it that much. But I do think his presence does a lot for me. But anyways, okay, so now we can hear Allison's <laughs> Olivia, Olivia, do you want to say what no, you No, no, no. Allison, go for it. Go for it.
2: Okay, well, I, I agree that it's, it's beautiful to look at. In fact, I, I read a review where someone said that Foundation is an absolutely beautiful screensaver. And, and that kind of sums up my feelings <laughs> about it because, you know, there's really nothing much else beyond that for me. Um, I thought it was, it, it, it's stunning. I mean, it's gorgeous. It, it absolutely is beautifully designed, and it, the cinematography is, is beautiful. But when you actually get into the script, there's nothing there. Um, even if you don't, even if you aren't pissed off that the, they essentially took the title of Foundation and wrote their own story to it. Um, it, it even as its own story, it's so poorly put together. There's you never become invested in the characters. You never have enough time with the characters to care about them. It's it, everything is rushed everything is shallow um it's it's like all the characters come off as sketches rather than than people who you can you can connect to and whose fates that you are feel invested in so it's it's just this this episodic nature and what and Peter you brought up the fact which is absolutely true that the original stories were written as as short stories for a magazine um and they have that pulpy kind of you know 1950s you know shoot 'em up zappy you know uh ray gun and and everything's atomic kind of uh feel to them and and the characters are necessarily very cartoonish because that was the period of time um but but you don't need to take that and and take of of, if you, of, of all the things to adapt to say we're going to lift this from the original stories, the shallowness and episodicness is something you could have left, not something I, to, I, to I, I would forward. actually
0: absolutely disagree with that assessment because I 100% love Gale. I want to know what's happening to Gale. I, w- and the, I, I remember you made a comment off podcast about how Raish, who is Harry's son, like had a complete character breakdown and just killed his father for no reason— and your reaction to that was the exact opposite of my reaction, which I was like, oh, there's got to be a reason why he did it. I wonder what that is. And you were like, they totally killed his character. That's not true. It's, if you well, actually...
2: No, they, they removed the context, in the, in the original story. I they mean, didn't I, remove I, the s-
0: context. They actually, they actually tell you, that's a couple episodes later. They will 100% okay, tell you what's going on.
2: Okay, but here's here's the thing. I mean, you know, spoiler for the books um the character first of all is introduced as a 10 year old child yes uh when we first see him in this in forward the foundation he's an adult he's he's uh already got a a wife and children and he gets brainwashed to become like a sleeper agent and he's going and that's not that's not that's not what happens that's not what happens in this show but he does he doesn't kill him because the people who control him are are neutralized before right, that can right. happen I, but what so i think he the pro- never actually he never I, I know
0: actually i i understand what you're saying yourself. but that story is not what's happening in this story no i so know it's not i, I know happening. but I, what i'm saying and, is what i'm, I'm saying, saying is, is you're judging the character and the action based on the book but that's not what's happening here I'm, and what's happening here is you have to wait for them to re- the reveal is actually really good it's a good reveal okay, of what's going is, on
2: my my argument is that the execution of this was so bad that even taken on its own terms, you know, because I even even just saying, OK, I'm forgetting what what happens in the books, but I, I'm just going to watch this as its own thing. By the time he actually got around to killing him, um, I, I all I, I just kind of threw my hands up in the air and said, I don't care. I, I don't know what's going on. It makes no sense. And I don't care to stick around and find out if they, okay. if or when they ever answer this question. Yes. Because I, I didn't care about the characters enough. Well, they were wait, all these wait, sketchy wait. little characters. Well, wait, wait, wait. Tom has to talk. Oh, let's, sorry. Let, I, let's I'm not talking talking go back. Right. And, sorry. Let, let Tom... Because Tom,
0: I can see he wants to speak. So go ahead. Yes, go ahead, please.
1: I, I was massively disappointed by the first two hours and what little I saw of third. The problem is okay, there are there was originally a tri- trilogy which ballooned to seven books. However, comma, when you've got that much source material to draw from, and you're still having to tell the story out of order, with very... The character development, at least in the first couple episodes, is non-existent. In episode three, we spend so much time with the clones who aren't an element from the book. It's like, why even bother calling this foundation? It's reminiscent of when the... The, the classic Bond movies where they'd start with the title they'd buy the book title and maybe something, a, a plot element and do completely something else. I, I just wish there were, I mean, Asimov, the idea, the central con- concept of the foundation and the repository of knowledge and using math to predict the future is fascinating.
0: But they're just using it as background texture for kind of this. but the thing you know, But the thing you have to think about, here's the thing. I agree that the clones are not part of the book and that's fine, but what they're doing with the idea of the clones is actually really fascinating because what if you have the clones and they're basically raising each other, what does it mean for that transition? And then they actually later on kind of go into what does it mean about the soul? Like they really delve into some really interesting philosophical points with using the clones and i think if you just kind of let that go and enjoy the story it's a really good story man like they the see, clone I stuff I
2: see how the clones made it better I it really does didn't. i'm telling and, you and the clones your, sto- you know what you you just mentioned something that i thought was interesting where you st- talked about things like you know how, the issues have involving the soul and that was so never anything that asimov cared about because he didn't believe in it So, And and there were so many things like that that were put in there that were not part of of Asimov's universe or Asimov's own philosophy, um, whether it's things like discussions about people's souls or, you know, or even the existence of, of alien life, because for some reason that I don't understand, but Asimov was absolutely adamant that human life was the only Life that went out in the universe, the only the only sentient life and that other than the the life that had formed on planet Earth, nothing more developed than a bacteria had developed on any other planet in the galaxy. And yet, we're constantly seeing, you know, uh, alien well, they, creatures.
0: They, they're not actually uh, well. You do see alien animals, but they actually do later on talk about Asimov's theory about how. Yeah, human... well, they know, actually it, do address that it, what you're talking about. It, that it does much get the ex...
3: same as is Expanse, where I mean, technically, the Expanse has the proto but. It's the same thing where it's basically just people. It's not everybody like,
0: even though they look a little different, they're
3: still yeah, oh, it's people not like Star Wars where you have like Chuba- Wookiees and everything. it's not yeah, like, well, that.
2: like I, I realized you know the, like the the when they were in the in the uh, spaceship and they had the people who were on board who were taking care of everyone else, those are just you know mutated human beings, correct. But right When they're showing like animals running around the planet or monsters attacking people in caves, those are aliens.
0: Those yeah, but not they're humans. not sentient.
2: They're but the but the people no, we're all the, seeing are still people. But but Asimov's thing was that nothing nothing more developed than a bacteria was anywhere in the galaxy, which seems inane. But you know that that was his thing. I mean, but there, uh, like I said,
0: there's no real aliens. Well, but anyway, so, but that's, that's beside so, the point.
2: Yeah. My thing is. If you get
0: hung up on trying to compare it to the books, it's going to be a problem. If you enjoy the story, the story has a lot of really good – I did not good, enjoy the story. I'm just that saying was, was the problem. story okay, – okay. okay. but I think part of it is both you and Tom are both saying the same thing, which is, well, it's not like the books. and Which no, is uh, true, no, but uh, that's not – I'm not disagreeing. It, it, it is true. Go
1: that
2: ahead, Tom. Go, go go ahead Tom,
0: Tom. go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. We're also saying it's not compelling in its own right when you get past Thank the eye candy. I Thank think you. it. I think it is compelling, and I think that uh, if you you like, I said I watched the first four in one sitting, and I thought it was amazing. Um, and I don't. I think the third episode does do the character development, especially with Salva Harden. You find yeah, out sure. who she is, and in the third episode, you find out who the who Cleon is, who the different clones are, because in this particular case, the Cleon, they've aged the, the clones thirty five years, so the clone that was all... The, is now about to die and you see his regrets, what he's thinking about and you see the whole cycle. And I think that that's really interesting. And they, they do delve really deeply into that and they deal with some really interesting philosoph- philosophical points and we're going to cut it off at that point. because We need to move on. We can't spend the entire hour talking about foundation. Wait, but... can I say
3: one thing? Okay, go ahead. One tiny thing, tiny thing. I will say that obviously, look, we have, we can all have our different, you know, and obviously Tom knows way more than I do about what makes a character, uh, on a show or a movie. But I have to say as a central premise, again, I know we need to close this. I think it's pretty cool that, so our main character, or or our smart guy, Harry, Harry's whole thing is psychohistory. Psychohistory looks at large groups. So he can say, I can tell you how how a billion people are going to react but I can't tell you what you're going to have for dinner. I think that's, like, the joke that he says. I think what's great about that is, I mean, you take that, and then I think what's cool about Gail as your counterpoint is that Gail is a person who, it seems, is not a part of that equation. Gail is a person who is, like, the opposite, a person who, like, as you saw in the pilot, has a feeling about something. She's like, wait, I think something's going to happen. And, and then the that whole explosion happens. That, to me, is a cool... I don't know if I would necessarily say that makes the character three dimensional, but it, it makes the two characters opposing, which I think Tom, I would think you would appreciate. It's like you have one person who looks at the big picture and you have another person who for whatever reason innately confuses that picture and is, and I think that's, that is a good character dynamic. So I'm just surprised you don't find that interesting, I guess, if that makes sense. So
0: but he just said he didn't. We got to move on. We got. All right.
3: I just, I got, just you I guys just can
0: talk it. off podcast and and discuss. But All we. Right. I feel like we've we've d- devoted twenty minutes to this discussion. We need to move on. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Evil, and we have two two episodes, I believe, to discuss, and both of them are cray cray. Um, <laughs> I in the first episode, the mom is the one that's off the rails. Where, Cheryl. Yeah, Cheryl. Like. When she meets the guy, they go to the party, and he's, like, really nice to her, and he's, like, massaging her legs. I was like, something is, something's wrong. I was like, something's about to go horribly, horribly wrong. And he was like, so, how paralyzed are you right now? I was like, oh, my God. Like, that, I didn't know how sinister that was going to be, but it was super, it was terrifying. And I don't even like Cheryl, but that was terrifying.
2: Well, as soon as he said to her, you know, joking, it's like what, what, when she asked him what the drink was and he laughed and said, poison, I I knew he was real. He was not lying.
0: Yeah. He was telling the truth. And I would have, and she hesitated and laughed. I was like, why are you laughing? Like he's for real. Put the drink down. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And, but then I do like her revenge in the next episode. That was pretty good. Like, she laughed it off, like, after you find out the treatment they give is to make them both look younger and feel younger, and it seemed like she kind of forgave him for doing that, and then the very next episode, uh, she has not him not murdered. So and I was like, yep, yeah, that, that seems about right. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Tom, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm
1: like, oh, there, there's so much to talk about. I, I want to skip my head to the IRS episode, because that was just like, what? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Who knew that the IRS episode would be one of the scariest one of the bunch? <laughs> because uh, Leland's exorcism takes a tr- turn toward the demonic. Truly,
0: right? He really then, is getting
1: exorcised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then freaking, what's her face goes off the rails. Oh
0: the oh the daughter. Oh God, what is her name? She's the not- doctor. Um, the doctor. Oh, you know the the, the, the psychologist. Why am I yeah, blanking on her name? I'm blanking on her name. I was like Cheryl's daughter.
1: Uh, yeah, I know you're talking about. But yeah. but she's just like she shags the dude in her car, <laughs> and then the mom, and then the mom catches her and tells her what to do, and she she tries to pull off I don't know what you're talking about, then takes mom's advice to the T. <laughs> of course she does. Oh my gosh, it's just like okay. And then the the next exorcism, she starts reacting in the Oh group, yeah, which, which lends credence to my she was she's been possessed since the end of last season theory. Okay. Um. And now she's acting like a regular person again. Yeah. Well, she's able to apologize to her husband and have an honest conversation with him. But, but, oh my gosh, it's just
0: like, what is going on? Yeah, she was, I was getting so annoyed with her. I had to stop watching the episode uh, because I was like, what? Like, when she had sex with the dude in the car, I was like, no, this is no, you know. (laughs) And and, then lies about it. (laughs) Yeah. It was just like, it was making me so angry. Uh, but then after the exorcism, I was like, uh, "All right, yeah." I was like, "Okay, this makes sense now." Uh, Allison, your thoughts?
2: Uh, no, pretty much the same thing. It they they were both together, you know, crazy episodes, and I I mean, you know, when Leland especially was was suddenly and surprisingly being exorcised and came, you know, he was like curled up in a little corner in a fetal ball, shaking. And and the whole bloodbath. Oh,
1: that's so
0: gross!
2: Literally, um, literally, um, you know, which made him feel all better. Uh, <laughs> everything was so unhinged; it was just nuts. Um, but it was it was you know evil in its prime, I guess. Oh man! And we only have like, and I know something insane Two is going to happen left.
0: for David because David's about to get uh Pat do his oath to become a priest and we already can tell they're going yeah, to do that, what is not going to happen. Something's going to happen. happen to blow that all up. That's not going to happen.
1: So um yeah, Kristen just off the rails and now we already have seen something, you know, the daughter with the vampire fangs growing in or whatever.
2: Yeah. And the tail. And the, oh, tail. the tail, that was the big thing cuz she I was like tail. why is she wearing
0: clothes like that? And because at first I was like, if she's trying to look skinny, why is she wearing super baggy clothes? And then when she reveals the tail, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense now.
1: Okay, um, what was, what was the liquid they were injecting Cheryl with?
2: Don't it was know. a derivative of of the blood of that woman who was tied up in battle. yeah. Whoever Her, the woman is, tied up on the slab. they all had name they all had names on all the bottles. I saw like that. Yeah, people. so they I got it. They've yeah, capturing yeah. people and bleeding them. Yeah.
1: So Cheryl's, Cheryl's in it to win it, obviously. And the yeah, whole thing she... with the Church of Satan and Leland's reaction. Oh, he was upset. That...
2: <laughs> <laughs> he was in high <laughs> dudgeon about that.
0: Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good.
2: Uh, but, yeah, this was the
0: best use of Leland because, generally speaking, I find his character kind of annoying more than anything else. And, but this was the first episode that I was like, okay, okay. They're using him properly now.
2: Yeah, well, so. you know, they gave him something that was that was genuinely like, I hate I hate to use the word humanizing, but they gave him a vulnerability which he needed because you know I love Michael Emerson, but his care and what I love about him is that he is able to balance you know the this evil bits with good and give you a com- a complex character. But Leland is pretty one note. Yeah, And so this this gave a little extra something to that. So I, I appreciated that.
0: All right, so we're saying thumbs up for evil. Oh, yeah. All
2: yeah. right, next up, we're going to talk The Rookie. And
0: this was the first episode back from uh, the break. And it left out a cliffhanger where they kind of changed the cliffhanger, which I'm not sure how I feel. In the original cliffhanger, uh, one of the characters gets kidnapped at her wedding. And... When we pick up, apparently they kidnapped two people. They kidnapped the woman we saw being kidnapped. And they also kidnapped her training officer, I guess, on their way to the exit. We just didn't see it. But the reason why we didn't see it is because they immediately then killed that guy. So they one of the main casts from The Rookie uh, quit the show. And so they had him be executed uh, during her kidnapping. And we only saw the back of his head. I was like, wow, they couldn't even get him for his own death scene okay um so that was really kind of startling because that was a pretty big character on the show um but not entirely startling because he had talked about when black lives matter was happening last or the year before last last year something like that he was saying he didn't feel that he could portray a cop in good conscience and the showrunners were like look no 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 we're gonna make it so it's super cool and you can totally do it and so he's hung around for last season, and they gave him a really interesting storyline. And he did the storyline, and he was still, I guess, at the end of the day, like, mm, nah, I can't do this. So he quit the show because of that. Uh, so I, I wasn't super surprised, but it was, I guess, in the story of the show, surprising turn of events. Uh, Peter, uh, what did you think?
3: Yeah, I, I had forgotten that the actor who played... Um... Wait, Jackson, saying- Jackson. Jackson um, had, had, had those issues. So when it happened, I did a double take. I was like, wait, is he dead? Wait, what's going on? Like, um, um, so yeah, I was surprised. Um, I thought it was a, overall, I thought it was a pretty good premiere. It was different for the rookie because of the situation and, they basically have to be outside of Los Angeles because they have to get her back. Yeah, they're in Guatemala, then, like, I think. Yeah, the drug cartel lady like wants her baby, and like there's a like it, it's just not a normally the rookie is you know it's L A. It's so and it's so, usually a fun a more fun show. I
0: will say but, by killing Jackson in the first two or three minutes of the show, the stakes are significantly higher for the rest of the episode. Right. I will give
3: Although them that. I will say they, I, I was like. As the episode was going on, I was like, wow, this is going to be... How are they going to deal with that in the season? But the end of the episode jumps ahead three months because basically she's had the baby. Right. So in theory, I don't know how much it'll be a part of the season. They might discuss it every now and then. But I felt like that was basically their episode to like say goodbye to the character and, and all of that stuff. Um, well, the because one thing I
0: think, th- like I said, because the show is generally a fun show... You don't want to have the show mired down by grief,
3: so that was a way to kind of get around it. Right, that would be lame. Hashtag Ted Lasso. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, so, like, I one thing I didn't <laughs> one thing that I I'm I'm wary of is that so her husband basically makes a deal um, with criminals, basically because he wants information to be like I need to find out where my wife is, where is she being held, and then of course the bad guys like okay, but, you know, you're going to do me favors, which basically means that he's going to have to become a corrupt lawyer. I am not interested in that at all for (laughs) for the season. I hope that he basically has a discussion with – the main, you know, with, with the police, the characters on the show and be like, look, I had to do this because I wanted to get my wife back and I hope you guys understand and we need to figure out what to do. I hope it's not going to be him having phone calls in secret and, oh, what's going on with him? And I have a feeling that's exactly what they're going to do. I
0: think they're going to do it for at least a couple of episodes. I think that yeah. he, he's going to get it's going to be a couple of episodes of him trying to do stuff in secret because he doesn't want his wife involved or implicated in his criminal activity. So, he's going to be, like, running to the bathroom to take a call and blah, blah, blah. And then it's going to be, he's going to get caught. And then he's going to be like, oh, I did it because of X, Y, and Z. And, of course, they're going to be like, well, he might get disbarred. I think that might be the consequence of, of all of this. He might end up getting disbarred, but I'm sure it'll be he's going to help them catch whoever that criminal guy was who he made the deal with. And then at the end of the day, he might end up without his law license. That is my prediction for the yeah. mid-season oh. finale. Yeah, I can see that. All right. So overall, thumbs up. It was a good episode of The Rookies, one of their better ones. Uh, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about La Brea, which was a new show that premiered on NBC? ABC? Which one? Was it NBC?
3: NBC. Okay. NBC.
0: So... These are one of those high-concept shows that the NBC and Fox like to come out with in the fall. They usually cancel the episode, the show after about 10 to 13 episodes, somewhere in there. And you spend all this time getting invested in the storyline, and then the show's gone. I have made a new rule, which is usually I'll check out the pilot. I'll be like, let me know if the show gets renewed. I'll check back in. And that's what I did with Debris. And I'm glad I did that because I heard it was... Decent, but and it had a really good finale. But then it got canceled. I was like, "Yep, save myself a lot of time." I don't even think La Brea is gonna warrant that much. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that show is gonna go anywhere. Mainly, especially as soon as I saw their CGI wolves, which looked terrible. Uh, the show is just silly. It's a silly, silly show. Uh, I think that. Go ahead, Peter.
3: I think. Look, I'm not gonna defend the show and say it's like amazing or anything but uh, and you're right the effects are pretty cheesy uh, and stuff I think that the one thing it might have going for it and I will see episode 2 you know is that basically all of these shows are living in the shadow of Lost from what now is that 17 years ago like oh my Lost was god crazy. like Please I mean Lost me started in 2004 long. I think the thing about La Brea that might give it an edge, maybe, as far as watchability, is that a lot of the shows that tried to copy the lost formula were very serious. Uh, Debris is like that too, or uh, Flash Forward, or Manifest, or whatever. It it takes its concept very seriously. And I think the one thing about La Brea is that, strangely, I'm not saying this is necessarily intentional, but because the effects aren't that great, And the premise is already kind of silly, even like the acting style is not in a way that I feel like as a viewer, I am supposed to be like thinking this is deadly serious. And so I guess I'm wondering if if you're thinking of this as like a matinee disaster movie, like it's just kind of silly and it's and it's diverting, entertaining. And that's all it's trying to be. Strangely, I think that might be okay. Like, I, again, I'm not saying that makes it great, but I'm saying that with the other shows, because they took themselves so seriously, there could be a disappointment level with an audience viewer where you're like, okay, I'm really invested, and then the writing's not that good, and then the plot twists aren't that good. With a show like La Brea, because it's already starting at kind of like a campy level, it's kind of like, well, how mad can I be if a plot twist isn't that great? Does that make sense? I, I'm not saying it's does. good, but I'm saying it's, it's, a, it's an expectation thing. Are but. you saying it knows it's trash? That's sort of. yeah. I don't I don't well, no, you know what though I don't want to say trash cuz I don't want people thinking that I'm saying it's it's like grade Z sharknado. I I guess I'm saying it just knows it's kind of like 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 I said like a matinee. It's like ah it's just silly. Like I I I mean I guess you could say kind of trashy. I you know like that. I mean literally didn't we just didn't we 20 years ago have that what was it? Uh, didn't we have was it Dante's Peak and Volcano weren't those around La Brea with Tommy Lee Jones and Pierce <laughs> and like it's like those movies are kind of silly it's just like I, I see yeah, what once the like, pterodactyl show up dude it's just like okay yeah it's like ah, this is kind of that's why I'm using the word silly it's just like ah come on like uh, I don't want to say trash in the sense of of like I don't think it's like Like an F or anything, and it's it's not and it's
0: not winking at the audience. Like Sharknado, a hundred percent, we winked at the
3: audience the whole time. True, although you know what? To be fair, one of the characters does say, "Maybe we're in an episode of Lost." He does say, which is clearly Uh, audience. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad, dude. That's pretty bad. So, anyways, I thought the pilot was okay. It's probably like a C, but maybe a little lower. No, <laughs> but anyways, it's it's enough that I'm like, okay, fine. I well, once, my like, thing is once they introduced the the corrupt cop with the heroin in her
0: trunk, yeah, I was I like, that. why, <laughs> why do we have to have this? This is unnecessary. We already have wolves and pterodactyls. Right. I mean, it's, 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 we don't need it's, it's,
3: a dirty cop. Right, and Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, this, you know, earlier this year showed us this notion of the hollow earth and which is what I thought La Brea was doing where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. so it's like they somehow survive. They're inside the earth, but then they find that necklace thing. So, so I'm that like, like time travel. Is it time travel? I was oh, like, geez. are you a million years? I thought it was more. They're basically in the earth and prehistoric creatures still exist. That's what I thought it was. So I don't know. So, yeah.
0: Don't think about it too hard. Your head might explode. But let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about What If. And this episode was the first uh, cliffhanger. Because every other... Well, Go ahead, Tom. We have to do the Thor episode. We missed the Thor Oh, episode. party all the time, Thor! I mean, that doesn't have what a lot if... of substance.
2: Arguably, that sort of led into it because, you know, of who shows up at the end. That's true.
0: But, it I mean, the Thor episode was literally just him partying and breaking things on Earth, and then his mom comes and makes him stop the party. That had very little plot. It was fun. But it was fun after was. all the somebody-in-the-MCU-needs-a-hug episodes
1: we've had. That's true.
0: That is true. Yeah. This one was absolutely fun and silly, and and Loki shows up for the party, and then when... Thor gets serious, like, my mom's coming! We have to clean up! I was like, wow, this is so strange. <laughs> um, so that episode was 100% just cheesy, silly. fun, and silly, and I loved Completely it. Completely fun. Yeah. And then you get to the next episode where uh, apparently Vision, or he's not Vision, he's really Ultron. Ultron. What if Ultron and Vision's body. Didn't they call him
2: Ultra Vision? It wasn't that the name of the character when they were combined? <laughs> Something No, like seriously. That. That's, I think that's uh, what they called
0: him. I, I don't know, but I mean, it's weird to see Vision be evil, even though he's really Ultron. And then for some reason, he has a Russian accent. I was like, I guess we couldn't get uh, James Spader, so now he's Russian? I, I
1: don't, it would still I be better than whatever accent. Nicole Kidman's doing on Nine Perfect Strangers.
2: Uh, I didn't so, get the Russian accent, but it's it sounded like whoever was doing it was doing a bad James Spader impression. Oh, well, it sounded just, like he was doing Russian. Why? I was like,
0: why? Like, what are you doing? Anyway, so other than the voice acting, which was terrible for the first, like that's the first voice acting on here who I think that I think was bad. Um, but what was really cool was the my favorite part was when the Watchers like narrating, and then uh, Ultron was like, "Who said that?" And he keeps, narrating. he's like, he becomes aware of, he's like, is that you? And he goes, oh, wait, me? <laughs> like that moment where he realizes he a- that he's aware of the Watcher. And he's like, wait, are multiverse- you see-? Yeah, it was so, that was a really cool moment because the narration kind of just broke down. That was great. And I think what was also interesting is we knew that the Watcher had to be somewhat powerful because he's watching all the multiverses. But to actually see him in a throwdown fight like that was <laughs> was crazy, and they were breaking through different realities as they were fighting, and it was all. Re- and then he ends up retreating to uh, Doctor Strange in his little bubble because that was the only place to hide. Uh, yeah, and I think we're gonna have a big team up, Avengers Assemble. I think we're having an Avengers Assemble sort of situation happening to fight Ultron in next week's episode. So I'm kind of excited.
1: Which is the season finale.
0: Yes, yep. as you should. You, you need to assemble some Avengers for that. Um, I think we're getting, I'm calling, we're getting Captain Carter. We're going to get Star-Lord, at, a.k.a. Uh, T'Challa. I think we're getting all of those characters.
2: And Thor, I think Party probably Thor. probably getting everybody. Yeah. all the ones who's
0: nothing. not dead. All the not-dead people. Because um, they killed a bunch of them in the different universes
2: so yeah but that doesn't mean that there aren't versions of them in ver- universes we haven't seen yet so that's true but i, I feel like they're just going to pick and choose from different places
0: right but i feel like we're going to get the ones that we've gotten we've gotten to know if that makes sense so yeah that's next week but this everyone is a...
2: but tony because he dies in every universe i
0: know right <laughs> <laughs> Tony starts to not stay alive
2: right
1: yeah can
0: i catch a break yeah. catch all, a right. Break. all, all right. right let's move on Next up, we're going to talk about only murders in the building. And this week's episode, I don't remember what happened. Someone help me out. Oh, well, the most recent one is the deaf kid. But the one
1: before that. <gasps> oh, right. Another one. Isn't the one before that about, um, oh, um, Mabel's story?
2: Um, I don't I'm trying to remember if that's the one where she goes to the tattoo parlor. No, that they're, was the. They're following her. Oh, or
0: they are No, no, no. That's the one before that. So the the one two weeks ago. It was. It starts in the in the parlor. She explains about the.
2: Uh, the oh, and jewels, they go see her
0: mom. And they go see they her go mom. See your mom. Right. Yeah, and then the mom is like, "You need to let her live her life. She this is too dangerous. She needs to go back to being like a young person and not be stuck on this." But then at the end of the, and then that's when. The the sponsor gives them a fifty thousand dollar check to do more episodes, and that's when they realize that he is a suspect. And yep. that's when she gets the phone in the mail, the cell phone in the mail, and they start putting stuff together. And then that we was, get to the deaf kid. That
2: that was the one that the, was brilliant. Two that two
0: was. episodes ago was uh, the cop was
1: the main character, kind of. She was kind of telling the story, right? And they get the
0: the phone in the mail. But I will say the deaf one, it was really well done. It was one of the better, definitely one of the best episodes they've done. But I have to say I felt a little cheated because they didn't introduce that character, if I'm correct, until this episode. And I feel like in a murder mystery, the whole point is you introduce all the suspects. And he might be a minor background character, but at least I will be like, oh, I remember that guy. And we didn't meet him. And so now the entire episode is from his perspective, and he's totally the killer. And I'm like, you can't just introduce the killer and reveal he's the killer in the same
2: episode. Well, so, he's he's nominally the killer um, on the who, who was on the, the the roof of the building. We don't know if he's the one who shot uh, Tim. Tim, no, no, and, and probably not considering how they're building this up. There's got to be a twist here. Yeah. But I do agree that it was a little weird that someone who... I mean, apparently, he, I really didn't notice him at all. But apparently he was like skulking around in the background, standing in crowds and things like that. But he was never formally introduced right. as Teddy's, Teddy's son, son right. until this particular episode. Yeah, I just so felt I, like I, that was I cheap. I do agree with you yeah. on, that, on that point. But other than that, I thought the, the episode, done from his perspective... Yeah, it was really well
0: done.
2: Yeah. I, I yeah, I mean he even communicated in the same voiceover kind of way except with with just, you know, the 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 titles at the bottom, you know, just being subtitled. Um so I thought that was I thought that was brilliant and we of course I figured it would it, it would end with some line of dialogue at the very very end and that's exactly what it did. But I I just I'm I really loved this episode. I thought everyone was fantastic. Martin Short's physical comedy in this particular episode was brilliant.
0: Well, I Um, actually, I will have to point out though, I'm like the two of of them get trapped in the basement with him. And then next time we see him, they're duct taped in the back of a van. I'm like, the two of you could not have taken this guy. Like, he's not like a really big dude. I don't under, and he's dead. Like what? How did they both get? Like I felt like well, that's why we didn't
2: see that scene. (laughs) (laughs) That's why that transition wasn't in there. Because I was like, I I don't see
1: how they how he beat them both. That's all. I just checked IMDb. He's in the background of episodes two and three. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that doesn't bother me as much because it's kind of like he's there, but they haven't
0: moved him front and center yet. Yeah, but, I mean, at least we should have known he was the sponsor's son. Even if we didn't get a formal whatever, we should have seen him in his house. You know, because we've been to the sponsor's house, like, three or four times. Why did we not see him? If he's in the background of all these meetings, he should have been at the house. So that's... Even if he didn't do anything, just having him in the house... Would have been like like hey dad like signing hey dad I'm going to blah 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 and then like just pass through. I would have been okay with just that. So that's why I'm just a little frustrated. But yes, East. cinematically, that episode was one of the best ones I've ever done. Just definitely. with the sound design and all of that, it was it was really really well done. All right, let's let's move on. Uh, so we're I, overall, I'm still saying thumbs up. It was still a really oh yeah, good oh
2: definitely thumbs up yeah.
0: Alright, next up, we're going to talk about uh, what we do in the shadows, and that means you guys can discuss it, so go for it.
2: Okay, well, um, we've got two episodes to discuss, and the first one is where uh, Guillermo has to defend uh, the the life of this vampire who has been found to be rogue, and uh, when they bring him in, they discover that, oops, it's actually a former member of the Vampire Hunter group, that Guillermo was a part of uh, the one guy who he left inside that haunted house. Apparently he was turned into a vampire and he has been kind of just living on his own and doing things that the vampire community is afraid go- is going to expose them. So they put him on trial and Guillermo now spends the rest of the episode trying to save him. Um, and in the meantime, we've got uh, Laz, we've, excuse me, not Lazlo, but Nadja and Nandor Fighting over who gets to sit in the one chair, um, in, the, in the in the chamber of judgment, um, to determine what this guy's fate, and uh, and all of that is going on. And I thought it was I thought it was a great episode, especially because little by little, Guillermo is is sort of coming into his own and taking charge and finding ways to manipulate his his masters. So um, I, I really loved how how all of this was done and how he he manages to trick everybody into finally agreeing with uh, with him as in letting this guy go. Um, Peter, do you have anything to say about that particular? No,
3: I, I pretty much agree, and I also like the continued use of uh, Kristen Shawl because uh, she because because anytime they have vampire council meetings, she's always a part of it, and I think she's a good addition like to the cast. Oh, yeah. Um So I think she's really funny. Um, but no, no, I agree. Yeah, I, I, like, I've liked this, I've liked this season more than season two so far. It's just been more mm-hmm. consistent. Although I am hoping for an appearance of Danny Tate. Is it Danny Daytona? Is that, is that, <laughs> is that what's his name? Not Laszlo. Johnny Daytona. Johnny Daytona. Wait, what's Johnny it? Daytona. It's not. Is it Laszlo? Is that who? Is it?
2: Yeah, Laszlo. Yeah, it's Laszlo. That. Yeah, with, I a, love toothpick. It. I with a toothpick. With
3: a toothpick. Appearance again. Um, but. Uh, but, yeah, no, no, I agree. Yeah, that was good. And I thought this week was good, too. Uh, this week, they basically are – they basically do the classic vampire thing of um, Nandor is in charge. Uh, part of being in, – in part of the Vampire Council is that, like, they have to be – they have to take care of the oldest vampire. Basically, the, the beginning vampire. And then, like, somehow they didn't feed him, and he maybe escaped. And so they're worried that, like, oh, my God, well, if he dies – then all the vampires die like that's the thing and there's like oh that's a myth that's not true so like that's sort of what they dealt with but I thought that was good too but Allison you want to say something
2: yeah I thought that was hilarious and also you, you know they, they told themselves well this isn't this can't possibly happen because their sire their immediate sire was killed right. by Guillermo in season one and and they all survived so you know everything should be fine and then they suddenly just look at each other and go maybe we should double check that and sure enough they dig him up and Doug Jones plays this this character of the baron right. and they find like this crispy remains that is nevertheless still alive of of the master and just the the visual joke of of this guy who's i mean he 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 only has the top of his torso left um and and has to be carried around everywhere just being part of this and, and, and kind of taking everything in stride. And I was like, ah, oh, well, of course I survived. It's fine. Um, they even tied him to the dog at one point um, and rode him around like it was a pony. Um, so all of, all of that was great. But chasing chasing down the sire was fantastic. And everything that they did throughout the episode I thought was, was hilarious. They just handled the the, especially things like the tropes of having to do a uh, a, a press release, you know, just a, a thing in front of all the uh, various vampiric journalists um, was was perfectly done, just dead on. All
3: right. Yeah, no, I agree. And then, um, and Colin Robinson... Colin Robinson isn't sure if it would affect him though, because he's an energy vampire, right?
2: Yeah, so he 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 was pretty sure it was not going to cuz he's a different species of vampire entirely. Uh, so, wrapping it up, it what do you guys think?
3: But it's good. Yeah, I think again, I think this season has been pretty strong. Mhm. Yeah, right.
2: I do I agree and I agree that it was be- it's probably better than season 2. It's about on par with season 1.
0: All right, let's move on. Uh next up we're going to talk about C and we have two episodes to talk about which are basically the last time we saw the, the princess has married the Lord Harlan of this town. And now we're all waiting for the consequences when Baba Voss finds out that his wife is married to some other dude. And I was like, that's not going to end well. <laughs> um, I have to give him points for restraint because he managed yep. not to kill the dude. Like that for Baba Voss, that's, that's a, uh, that's a lot of restraint. That's a lot of restraint. (laughs) Um, I I'm not sure how I feel about this storyline. Where they so far we've seen two episodes where she basically has two husbands and she's like consoling them both and controlling them both. And uh, I don't think she genuinely has that much affection from Harlan, other than they kind of grew up together.
2: Um, She likes him as an old friend.
0: She likes him as an old friend. But he is just—he feels like he can't stop himself from poking the bear. I'm like, dude, stop poking, poking, blah blah blah. So that's gonna get you cut up. But it's fun. It's fun <laughs> to watch
1: them sparring. I mean, it's kind of like when—it's kind of like when the if in high school, if the brainiac and the foot and the top jock are enemies and they're always at each other's throats. But the you know the geek is smart and funny. And the jock could pound him, but knows he can't because he'll get in big time trouble. And Harlan basically lays it out. It's like you need to be nice to me because I control a lot of people. Right. Well, and, I feel like if and, Baba Voss killed him, that
0: would solve some stuff. So I mean,
1: well, no, it would it, it wouldn't solve stuff because everybody else would turn. You know, all of all of Harlan's allies would turn against Baba Voss. But yeah, they they, they had some fun with that. And boy, um, Princess Margaret is just working. it. I mean, she's. It, it's interesting seeing her try to manage, assuage both husbands, right? <laughs> to keep them, yeah, y- y'all, y'all don't start something because we're all working toward a common purpose, which they are. And Baba they are, Voss, yeah, Baba Voss and Harlan are both smart enough. I mean, in an alternate reality, they could actually kind of be friends, maybe.
0: Well, if they um, weren't, didn't have the same wife, I think that yeah. would that would uh, <laughs> that I, <yeah>. does
2: kind of <laughs> complicate <laughs> things.
1: What <Yeah>. if? Um, <laughs> indeed.
0: Uh the, the thing that's the son's name, Kofun
1: Kofun. Uh, yeah. That
0: boy is an idiot. I mean, well, yeah. to me, I and every time I think that, I'm like, okay, he's like 16 or 17, he's never had sex before. Okay, he's thinking with the different or I have to keep repeating that to myself. Yeah, no, but he's, the first time he's an
2: idiot, besides,
0: he's an idiot besides lusting, lusting
1: after auntie. But the thing, just the way he carries himself. It's like, dude, you have sight, but have you learned nothing in your how many years you've been alive? Sight isn't everything because you're getting your butt handed to you by people who can't see you, right? Because it is arrogant. Well, I mean, I give
0: him, I give him credit that he is now trying to learn. Like that is, and and when he was doing, you know, the lessons and stuff blindfolded, like he he's listening, he is hearing what people are telling him, which is he's become too dependent on site and he needs to uh you know he needs to adjust and figure out how everybody else is fighting in the world learn that way and then use his site as a benefit and he's getting that like that part i don't have a problem with my problem is that he keeps everybody he's so mad at his mom that it's that for some reason he's now believing his aunt, even though everyone has told him his aunt is freaking crazy, dude. Like every single person in his life, not just his mother, but everyone in his life is telling him the queen is crazy. She's using you. She's evil. And he's like, yeah, but you know, at least she doesn't lie to me. I was like, yes, she is lying to you. Like, what are you talking about? All the time. Literally
2: with every breath. I was like, what
0: are you talking about? She doesn't lie to you. Are you kidding me? Like now that's the part. I think he's stupid.
2: Yeah, and, no, he's, he's, yeah, he's just, you know, he's one of these characters that he's so thick that he actually makes being sighted look like a handicap. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, I, and I could swear he, he wasn't portrayed as being that He wasn't dumb this dumb in, until in they, in,
0: yeah, until they started this storyline with the aunt, they made him dumber to make yeah. that, so, this storyline work. Because and I wouldn't have said he was this dumb. I would have actually said the sister was dumber before. And mm. now they're making him dumber. And they're making him think with his uh, alternate organ, head, whatever. <laughs> um, and the whole incest thing is just beyond super creepy. Like, the first time she kissed him, he should have been like, Whoa, 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 Auntie, let's not do that. <laughs> but, if, but he was like, Oh my God, she kissed me. And I was like, Really? That's your reaction to your aunt kissing you? Like, I feel like that should not be your reaction.
2: Yeah, that's not how your aunt's supposed to kiss you. Really not. Yeah,
0: and um, he was just like, oh, that was so cool. Like, that feels weird. Um, and we all know why she's doing it, because she wants a sighted baby. I was like, first of all... She you're, you're,
1: told her sister she planned to get pregnant by her son. She does, but what's Holy crazy... Crap.
0: What's crazy is, okay, so her sister was a little girl when she was an adult. Her sister now has two grown kids... How old does that make her? Why is she trying to have babies? Like, stop it! That's all I'm saying. She's too old to be trying to have babies. That's that's <laughs> all
2: I'm trying to point out. Um, okay.
0: Now, the most recent episode. Well, that was part of the most. She had sex with her nephew. Well, that's Ugh.
2: yes. Well, she she did oh, that in the, in the yeah. other one, but. Uh, yep. in- She's oh. been coming on to him for two episodes.
0: And, so. then, and then
1: weapons master obviously had a little thing for Paris going on. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of interesting. I'm not sure where before. that's
0: going because I was like, wait, does he just respect her because she can see visions of the future or does he like her? Like I wasn't, oh, no, he likes her. Okay, he I wasn't entirely her. clear on where that was going. <laughs> uh... and she's
2: just annoyed by him, so you know that they're going to be a match later on. Well, I mean, yeah, she's just <laughs> like, your <laughs> name
0: is stupid. She keeps telling <laughs> him his name is stupid. <laughs> um, and she's
2: right there. But, his name know. is
0: stupid. But I like that actor a lot, so that's, that's totally cool. Um, and then you have the assassin thing. The only thing that I found was super unsatisfying is so they have this peace talk. It was about to be uh, sabotaged by both sides had plans to sabotage it. So the queen's sabotage works. They kill the other delegation, so they're now we're going to go to war. And the sister's like, yeah, the queen did this and she knows it. And so when she goes to confront her sister, all she does is, like, knock over her plate of chicken? Are you kidding me? Like, that just seems ridiculous. There will be, you
1: know there will be more in the following episode. Yeah, but I
0: feel like I didn't yeah, even but... need to see that. Like, that was useless for them to... They end the episode on that. And I was just kind of like, really? I that, mean, that's... she almost
2: got her killed. Right. You know, I, it's, it's, she, she, she not only started a war... But she almost got her killed in at the very beginning of it, and my reaction would have been a lot bigger than just knocking over a plate of chicken. Correct. Which I just means, thought that was so ridiculous. I felt the same way, yeah. yeah. she I'm is like, planning to
1: depose her, so you know.
2: yeah. But
0: I mean, if you're planning to depose her, one, you don't let her know you're going to do that, and knocking over her was was unsatisfying for everyone. That's all I'm saying. Like that was, I we didn't need that scene. Like we could have ended the episode with "Holy crap, we're screwed." The end. Or or with um or or
1: with um, De Bautista's captain slash the daughters Oh lover revealing
0: that she could see? Having to reveal that yeah, she back you know, having right. to reveal that she's got sight. That was good. That was a good reveal. That was great. Like because of all of that, that was all good. I did not need to see chicken plate scene. see. Like, <laughs> not at all. So uh that was just like come on, people. And the queen just Can we depose her already? She's a terrible character.
1: She annoys the crap out of me as an actor.
0: Yes, she is a terrible character. She's a terrible villain. I've hated her since season one, and they almost got rid of her.
2: Dead by the end. Thank you.
0: She should have been dead by now. And I'm like, they almost got rid of her at the end of season one, and they're like, psych. And so now we got to deal with her all this season. Come on, man. It's just too much. This show is. Like, this show could be so much better if they just got rid of that one character. That's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, Let's move on. Uh, Overall, I still like C, but except for the queen. Next up, let's talk about uh, Ted Lasso. And let's first talk about the Rickroll wedding. (laughs) You mean no, no weddings and a funeral? No weddings in a funeral. There we go. Uh, yeah, it was really well. Like, I would not have said that a good Ted Lasso episode is all about a funeral. Uh, but they managed to do that. This episode was like, they they dealt with the fact that you when you go to a wedding, or not a wedding, when you go to a funeral, <laughs> you have to pretend to be sad whether you're sad or not. It's just like, the mood is down. But I really thought what was interesting was that Rebecca was generally speaking, at least appearing not to be that sad that her father was dead because she was so angry with him. So dealing with all those emotions, and then you had the counter, which was Ted, where he just, like, loses it in the middle of getting ready for the funeral. Like, all of that was just – I thought it was fantastic. I'm going to let Peter talk because I know he only saw this first one. So, Peter, hit me. What did you think of this one?
3: I liked it. I thought it was – yeah, I thought it was a good – um Yes, when you hear funeral, I was like, "Wait, did a character die?" I was like, "What's going on?" Like, so, um, but you know, it's yeah, it's Rebecca's dad. Although they do have some good emotional moments. The big scene with Rebecca and her mom talking. Oh, about that's that. right. She's like, like "And pretty, I hate you." Yeah, that's pretty heavy scene, and it's that matched. And it's scene. matched with Ted's about his father and talking to the therapist. Right. So, I mean, like that's a pretty heavy scene, but but I thought it was good. I I liked all that. Um, my only real issue with this season overall is all the Nate stuff. It, it's not that I don't think the actors are good, doing a good job. It's just, I guess, it's just not what I go to the show for. So I was just like, eh. like. Uh, however, this episode didn't do didn't do any of the Nate like stuff at all. So uh, I thought it was good. I I understood the 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 Rebecca. Um, is it Sam? Is that the, is yeah, that his, their relationship. Is yeah, yeah. like I get I get the breakup. Oh, but I did love though. That doesn't is Keely the one who figures it out? I think she does. Yeah, she does
0: it in one guess. It was great. she's like, was yeah. she's
3: like "How did you know that?" Like, I she was that
0: like, was... "She's like, is he tall?" She's like, "Yes." Is it Sam? She's like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: but yeah, no, no. But uh, it was good. I thought, yeah, overall, I don't really have a lot of like stuff to add. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good, a good episode.
0: Uh, Tom, go ahead. What you think? No, I love the episode. I was sad that Reb-
1: uh, I was sad. I mean. You kind of knew that she was going to have to break it off with Sam, but I was still sad. He's totally into her. Yeah. And they're actually kind of good together. I know. I did, I did not, not see that me. half coming. I didn't see that coming Which, at all. I mean, the more I saw them as a couple, it's like I kind of like them together. Yeah. And another show wouldn't blink an eye at the gender roles were reversed. Is yeah. How many times have we seen nasty old Jack Nicholson with somebody much younger than him? But you give her, you know, give somebody – a mature woman in her prime with a, a... He's he's a pretty mature kid. I mean, he's a kid, but he's mature for his age. And I just like them together, so... I did too,
3: yeah. I, I'm well, I think it that has isn't...
2: less to do with their age than the fact that he's her he's employee. Just...
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it might be that, yeah. And, and,
2: and also, that, that
0: comes to the... That actually literally becomes a conflict in the very next episode. Mm-hmm. And I like that uh so i'm gonna to go to the next episode real quick where someone wants to buy sam off the team and her gut instinct is like no sam is not for sale for any price because she doesn't want to let him go because of how much she cares about him and she realizes that she should make it his choice but she also knows that she's kind of part of the equation as well so she's like well Do I tell him how I feel? What do I feel? So she has to go through all of these things because at first, you know, at the wedding, at the wedding, at the funeral, she's like, "Uh, I need to figure out who I am right now before I could deal with who you are, you know, before I could deal with you. But she doesn't really even get that opportunity because very quickly someone wants to, you know, purchase Sam off the team. And I think it was Ted that was just like, well, why don't you just let him decide what to do? And she's like, okay, you know what? That's true. I should. And I like that she goes to him after he's had this great day. And the guy does this really good sales pitch about why Sam should come and join his team. And Sam is like floating on air because the whole thing has gone so well. And then Rebecca's sitting there on his doorstep. And she doesn't... She doesn't really give him any more. She's like, I still am not ready for us to be back together. But I really care about you. Now you have to make your decision whether you're going to leave me or not. Like, I was like, what is that? Like, I thought when she said, I've got to go talk to him, that she was going to give him a little more. But she really didn't. So
2: I'm not sure. Well, she's being honest. She I is think. being she, she is she's being not honest. promising in something that she doesn't really. You're right. That she isn't really certain she can give at this point. That's that's
0: true. But it just felt like that that didn't really make it to where it's a choice between staying with Richmond and her and leaving to go to this potentially awesome future. It was very much potentially awesome future, staying with Richmond and maybe maybe not get Rebecca. You know, it was very much vague. So I just saw the look on his face at the end when, you know, after she says her piece and she leaves, he's just sitting there staring. And, of course, they leave it for the finale because the I'm going, because this is a TV show, I'm going to guess that Sam is probably going to stay. But I don't know, man. That future that guy offered him was pretty awesome. So... Yeah. what did you guys
2: think? I I loved the episode, and I th- I mean, they're you know, Sam and Rebecca aren't the only people who are having issues in this because um, the the whole photo shoot that goes on oh, with yeah. Keely, um, she's going to be you know on the on the front of a magazine as I, I forget exactly what they it said. it was Vanity she's Fair like, as Vanity Fair, you know, she's she was going to be one of the upcoming uh, entrepreneurial women of the year and it all seemed you know great and and uh, roy was telling her all the right things when she was getting nervous and everything was was doing so well until there was like a little break in the shooting and keely decided this was the moment she this was is going a terrible to time to tell him all this honest. stuff <laughs> and the first thing she did was talk about how nate kissed her while um she was helping him shop, shop for a, uh, a suit which and was I, I don't think roy cared about that at no all not at all that's not not a, remotely yeah. a threat. Yeah, it's not a threat but right. then she decided to bring up how jamie confessed that he still loved her at the funeral and that is where roy stopped smiling yeah and and then that's where he decided to offer that he had spent. No, that,
0: that was a. Uh, that was in between. He said no, that it, it was. Meet. It was Nate. That yeah. he was like. I was with the teacher, and then she was like. Jamie said he loved me, and then right. he like lost his smile. He like
2: he was about to cry, and then they're like, okay, photos, and they're both staring <laughs> dead at the camera. Um. So yeah, uh, it's it sort of left it on a cliffhanger as too. You know, are are they going to make up or is this going to go somewhere terrible? Well, are they going to separate? Or,
0: I, I thought you know. that when he didn't say anything, he was like, I'm not married. He had like this moment of kind of revelation. I thought his brain went, oh, I should marry Keely. I thought that's where that was going. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently
2: not. No. And, so. and then, of course, you know, it all builds to Nick who is, I mean, ever since, since, you mean Nate uh, Nick? Well, you know, I keep saying Nick because that's the name of the actor who plays him, Nick Muhammad. Um, So I keep getting, I keep getting uh, confused, but Nate, you know, when he asks Keely to help him buy a suit and he takes all the wrong signals and kisses her. I
0: could see, I could see it happening. I was like, Oh, he's going to go in for a kiss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw that happening.
2: she tried to, like, let him down as easy as possible. Of, she did. It's oh, fine. It's fine. It's great. But his reaction when he was alone was not fine. No. And, uh, and then the next thing you, you find out at the end of the episode is that he has decided to take out all his, his rage and frustrations on the very man who, who believed in him and gave him his break. Right. Uh, you know, Ted. By going to uh, and, and Ted finds out. Well, his out. thing is
0: he wants to be the boss, and now he thinks that in order for him to be the boss, he has to knock down Ted.
2: Yeah. So classic um, mistake.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what Tom? What did you? You haven't talked yet. What do you think of these episodes? Uh, I mean,
1: I, I thought that both episodes were great. Um, the um, the thing with Roy, obviously, the last time we saw Roy with the teacher, you could tell that there was. Potential for something, except for Roy is a committed in a committed relationship.
2: Right. Obviously,
1: the teacher was totally vibing him, but he was not biting. But I, I hope they. I love Roy and Keegan together, so I hope they don't do anything to throw off their mojo. I mean, they've already yeah. gone through some. stuff. I just don't feel
0: like she she's outgrown Jamie Tart. Why would she go back to that? She wouldn't go back
1: to Jamie because Jamie's. For one thing, Jamie's still trying to deal with his daddy issues whereas Roy's moved past his daddy issues.
0: Right. As and, I said, she we, Jamie's still a child. And Jamie's
1: still a child and Roy's and Roy's a man.
0: Right. Um
1: the um, I thought the 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 ending of the well the, the Rebecca the the Sam and the Sam, and Sam and Rebecca,
0: Rebecca.
1: <laughs> Oh, oh, I love when Rebecca blurts out to Ted that she had a torrid affair with Sam and then he makes a note, Boy, last time of this year you dropped another troop bomb on me. Because that was the you know, the, the yeah. next to last episode is when he when she confessed that she was trying to sabotage him. So um He was like looking forward was, to next year. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I I thought it was um I thought he was surpri- very supportive and non-judgmental which was a great call because they're becoming friends and I think st- some of us are still shipping them long range yeah long term maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe but for me when 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 Trent Krim... <laughs> from, the of the from the independent the <laughs> independent I pictured the actor's voice in my mind as I read the text but when he when he gave Ted a heads up on the article which boy, you know that you have established street cred with the journalists when they give you a heads up. Right. And he also revealed his, his confidential source, source right. because he respects Ted so much. I mean, that was that was the thing about, I think it was like episode three of season one where Trent Krim was presented to this jaded journalist and Ted wins him over so you know the rest of the dominoes will fall in place. Fast forward, Nate's betrayal, boy, I hope Rebecca fires his butt.
2: I don't see how she wouldn't – the only way I can find, I can find in, my, in my head that, he, that she doesn't is if somehow Ted keeps the information quiet because he's the only one who knows outside of Trent Krim of The Independent that <laughs> Nate is, is the source. But that yeah. would be the kind of thing that you would be
1: called into the office and asked, did you leak to Trent Krim? Right. You know, one by mm-hmm. one, the people who were in the know? So, right. and Nate's not going
0: to... And to be fair, Rebecca up. didn't even know about it because the only people he told about his breakdown were the other coaches. He didn't or tell anybody. Coaches. He only told the other and, coaches. And, and Doc Sharon. Right, and we know Doc yeah. is not going to say nothing. And, 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 no, and of course she, not.
1: She's, she's bound by doctor-patient privilege. By right. the way, her goodbye, that was perfect on all counts. The oh, yeah. rehearsing bye-bye-bye, her completely skipping town, which my boss on JAG totally did. <laughs> That's a real thing that people do because I had made arrangements to meet with him when the se- before you know when the writers room wrapped and when I called oh yeah he's already gone it's like what
0: <laughs> so doesn't do, do goodbyes
1: don't don't go, I, don't and, do, I, do and goodbyes the Teddy stealer move was brilliant
0: yes yeah and then he left her the soldier and she's like what the heck is this <laughs> 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 all, that all that was good all that was good all right so, next week is the finale, and hopefully Nate will get his comeuppance, as we say. I'm hoping it involves someone's fist in his face, personally. <laughs> um, I don't even care whose. I'm not particular. All right. So, let's wrap this up. I would say Ted Lasso, also, two thumbs up. Yes? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Way All, up. Right. All right. If you have any questions or comments, send them to tvcampfiregmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just uh, we're on sci fi.radio, we doubtless, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.